Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Recent project had the need to do some translation, right? So we want to present various parts of the app in different languages. And today we thought we might talk about it because there's a couple different ways you can do that in Laravel. They have their trade-offs. And so we're going to talk through how, how we did it on this project and, and hopefully share some insights there. Well, the first thing to know is that we're not using the Google Translate plugin on the website. There's a lot of people <laughs> who do that. And as oh. a, a, a middling Spanish speaker myself, I can tell you some of the translations that Google Translate comes back are like in real time, uh, you know, are, I guess, accurate, but not how you would say it, you know? Yeah, like um, how how would you say middling in Spanish? Do you know that? Well, <laughs> see, I I knew it as soon as you were, I was like oh, I probably shouldn't even mention this because yeah. just it's just like a test. Like as soon as someone yeah. asked me to do something, I can't do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that that's one of the issues I ran into. So, uh, you know, if you can afford it or if your project can afford it, you know, inline translations with like a professional uh, mm -hmm. that can speak both languages a little bit more natively is is great. So there's there's two different ways to do those translations. There is the file, the the nested file system version, which inside of the lang folder, you can mm -hmm. have two different ways. There's like, I guess the easier way is the, the language code like en or es that JSON, yep. where it's just a JSON file, then it's flat JSON file, and um, you know the key is is the translation string, and the value is what that value is in that language. So, so just to show off some of my skills, so like the key would be hello, oh. and then the value would be hola in spanish in spanish correct yeah <laughs> just to try right. to make it more concrete yeah just... yeah yeah good um so that's you know that's one of the ways to do it and then the second is there's kind of like what already exists for like the validation stuff mm -hmm. is there's like a folder you know um named after the language and then there's uh files named after like the stu the the slug of something you're doing so there's yeah. validation.php which is an array with key and value and the, the key is like a slug or some sort of recognizable sort of not full sentence and the value is the whole you know translated string again so it could be like yeah. um a, a folder called es and then a greetings.php and um on, on the left is like a hello greeting <laughs> well it, right and so it's it, it, hello isn't like the english word but it's like maybe yeah. like you know welcome dash greeting or something. It's yeah. like a, a slug or a token or whatever you want to call it. It's not the English yeah. phrase. Yeah. Um. And and so when you use then translation, so you can use like the underscore underscore method, or you can there's a at lang directive and blade, mm -hmm. and um there's the trans t r a n s uh, helper and trans yeah. underscore choice. There's a number of different ways to do these um sort of translations. Um, and, and to get that, depending on, uh, you know, if if it found the slug or found the words, it'll translate that into whatever language you've currently set the app to. So that's how it works. And basically, these two things are identical. There's mm -hmm. there's um, or like I guess there's order of precedence. You know, one comes, you know, the the one will come stronger than the other. But um, oh, you mean if you used both? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but you know, if you don't have any overlaps, it doesn't really matter. So, so the interesting question we ran into is, is how should we do our translation? So should we pick mm -hmm. 
the folder-based system with the PHP arrays, or should we do the one JSON file? And, and there's a number of questions on why we thought either would be better or worse or whatnot. Yeah. And so the first one. No, I was just I was just gonna say the um the the difference too, like some of the context might be your workflow for translation too. I, I was talking with with someone else that was also in the middle of like a multilingual site, and the the path he chose was because not only was there going to be multiple external translators, but there was going to be like a lot of churn in what was being translated. It was more of like a, a content based system that was going to have a lot of stuff added to it, whereas ours is less that and more of you know like a typical web application. So just just kind of throwing that out there. there, there this isn't the one true answer, but it might. It's the one we picked right. because of our workflow. Yeah. Um, so in, in general, like I said, the the folder-based or the file-based PHP one is slugs with values, and then the JSON one is like the English or whatever primary language is, and then mm -hmm. the value on the other side is the translation. So one of the things that really drives me nuts is the first thing I, I considered is um, it happened to me on my banking website once. And like, of course, when it's money, you really freak out. <laughs> yep. But it was like, I, I finished paying something and it was like payment dot successful. That mm. was the message. Yep. And I was like, ah, someone forgot to translate a string. <laughs> right. And so I, I found that to be more disconcerting mm -hmm. than if like it would have, I guess, said it in Spanish or something. Mm. Um, with I would be like, oh, they picked the wrong language to say something like that. So so I'm kind of putting myself in the place of if I was a Spanish speaker and yeah. I, I everything was in Spanish and then all of a sudden there was one phrase in English. Right. But that's that's pretty common. Yeah. For for a mistakes point of view, right? Mm -hmm. uh, versus having just like um a slug in there. So the first thing I thought we thought about was what what is the fallback situation? So when translation mm -hmm. works, it uh tries to find a key and if it can't find the key it just displays the key then. Oh, okay. So, so that, that that's the scenario you just mentioned with your bank, yeah. where it showed you like a slug that was never really meant for any human to see in, in public. Right. So it'd be like if you didn't have like the in the validation mm -hmm. ones, if you remove the required thing um, with a missing field, it, instead of saying like the name field is requ is required, it would say validation dot required. And you'd be yeah. Like, oh, right. What does that mean? So. I guess theoretically, you could probably try to shoehorn in a full sentence into um, the PHP sort of nested system, but it's, it's really not made to do that. Mm -hmm. The JSON file is is the one that basically has phrases on the left and phrases on the right. Um, so that was the first sort of thing we went and thought about. The second was kind of like you said again, like what's the workflow? Mm -hmm, and I thought it right. might be easier to take a full JSON file yeah. uh, and give it to someone. Mm -hmm. um and and say can you make this into uh you know spanish or french or something versus giving them a couple different php files nice. and saying you know you open up each one of these and, and all you know and try to try to put in your translations yeah yeah and i'm just thinking too so because you said one was json one is a php array i guess from a syntax perspective if this translator is a non-programmer they're both probably equally as simple mm -hmm. or, or complex but um yeah and 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 i wonder too like are there are there tools where like I, I mean this is is this a common format where somebody could like have a ui where they just drop in a, a json file and it presents it to them and they translate it i've, I've seen that on open source projects but i kind of think it wasn't just a, a json file i think it was like a special kind yeah, of translation file. file okay i don't, I don't remember what it stands for but no. but there's a there's a format to do this um, yeah 
I think the other thing is with having that JSON file, having the, the phrase on the left, it's more, it gives more context to the translator. Mm-hmm. Like seeing a, a message that says the name field is required is much easier to understand what their, what their goal is to translate it into versus, yeah. you know, field dash required. Right. Really, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah. You'd almost have to give them the full set of English files and like the empty set of the target language files. And then not only do you have like multiple files for the language you're translating, but then multiple files to like actually read the original text. So yeah, it does, it does feel a little more cumbersome. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to have more files. The, the only, so some of the drawbacks that I guess I ran into or, or that I'm a little concerned about is this JSON file is getting larger and larger as my app grows out. Yeah. Um, and so there's something in my mind, like I, I think about this almost like code, which maybe I shouldn't be. Okay. Um, which is that, well, now it's a thousand lines. Now it's 2000 lines. I've translated all those different strings in my thing. Maybe sure. that should yeah. be in folders or separate files, but mm. that, that's not what this is set up to do. Yeah. So if, if that, if that's the sort of thing that bothers you, I can see how, <laughs> that'd be a problem. But again, I think it's going to, it has a lot more benefits. Yeah. I think it'd have to get pretty big for it to be performance impact on like opening it in an editor right you have to have like a several meg file and even that i think you know most apps can handle that but were you were you thinking more like performance of the live app as it's using the translation file too or is that a separate concern no i think it was just like you know as you've been programming for a while you start to get these like little flags that go off in your head whether or not they're accurate code smell thing. yeah yeah, and sometimes they're not accurate they don't necessarily apply Mm-hmm. But I've just trained myself like, this is too large. Well, okay. But what can you do about it? Nothing. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So then, then I guess it's not too large. Right. Yeah. So and then I think the final thing I would say is, is um, it's kind of a tangent on this subject. But one of the things I've also seen people do is try to break up their strings because they want to do like bolding or if they want to do oh. a certain type of replacement or formatting sure. or, or whatnot. Yeah. And you really have to think about that because where you might break up your string in English is not the same as how someone might say mm-hmm. it in a different language. No. And so so when you put out a string, like you, you have a full sentence that makes sense and you split it in half because you want to do something, that may not be a directly translatable thing. Yeah. And so when you're working with these translation stuff, it, it makes more sense um, to just make these full sentences. And, you know, use replacement. And can you imagine that if you're using the slug base version? What would you say? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, alert error part one and alert error part two. Right. Like, how, yeah. how would you how would you do that? Yeah, I've, I've definitely faced that situation where it was split up and, and then you go to translate it or use the translation. And it's like the words are in a different order in this language. You can't. Yeah. The, the segmentation right. in English doesn't apply to Hebrew or something else. Yeah. So I guess uh, the. The summary of all this is we kind of chose to do the JSON ver- version of this. Um, there are maybe some small drawbacks, like uh, it's mm-hmm. a large file or whatnot, um, but it makes most sense based off the workflow. Um, and I, I think it's going to make most sense for most people too, because you know you're not going to see the random slugs. It'll at least fall back to a sentence, maybe in a different yep. language, but it'll be a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I think it would probably be easier if you give one file with context to a translator versus you know, slugs and then have to say, well, cross-reference this other file. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So I remember being in third grade and we were doing a spelling bee. And I don't know why this sticks in my head, but there was this this one kid. Um, 
he was uh well his parents owned a bar and he spent a lot of time there okay. and so his his clothes and all this different stuff kind of reflected um his experiences so he would wear like band t-shirts and stuff as a as a third grader where i even knew enough like i don't know what that is but mm-hmm. i'm pretty certain it means something adult at a bar and so we were doing a spelling bee um and it came up to his his turn i don't know why this sticks in my head but the teacher goes spell giraffe you know the <laughs> okay. long-necked animal giraffe mm-hmm. i'm familiar and he goes okay d-r-a-f-t <laughs> what? <laughs> I was what? like what and uh, then i realized like oh of course like because he sees probably draft beers all the time yeah you and, know and so <laughs> I think that's why the professional spelling bee people say, could you use it in a sentence just to make yeah. sure you're not like mishearing it. <laughs> so you're saying as third graders, we weren't professional. No, no, that was the minor leagues. <laughs> I was just thinking when you talked about the band shirts and things, um, is there a rule in spelling bees that you can't wear a shirt that has words on it? Because oh. like, could that be a form of cheating? Yeah. How do you spell Metallica? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't think they're proper nouns, are they? Well, it wouldn't have to be a proper noun. It could be, you know, the world destruction tour. And then destruction is like one of your words. And like, oh, one second, you just like look down at your shirt. I love your understanding what band shirts would be. You know, things bands have like world destruction tours. <laughs> I guarantee that's a shirt somewhere from a band. Yeah, that's going to check online real quick. Okay. You know, you want to validate your user input, but you maybe just don't know where to start. We built a worksheet. Maybe you'll find it helpful. It'll get you started validating. Go to masteringlaravel.io slash worksheet.